Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday Word. This is a podcast of Desert Spring United Methodist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Wednesday Word is a midweek refresh and discussion of our Wednesday devotionals. My name is Ann Hardy, and I am the Outreach Director for Desert Spring. It is my pleasure to be our podcast host for today. Our devotionals are related to the Sunday Sermon in some way. It could be an expansion on a theme or a different twist, but always will be related to Sunday Sermon. If you missed Sunday Sermon and you want to check it out, please go to Desert Springs website at desertspringchurch.com. Our format is to read the devotional for today and stop along the way in order to hear stories and discuss our struggles and triumphs in our faith journeys. We would love to get your take on today's discussion. If you're watching or listening where you can leave a comment, please do so. Welcome to today's guest. We are joined by Sean Hughes. Thank you. And can you tell us a little bit about your history with Desert Spring, a little bit yourself? Of course. So my family and I, we've been coming here for uh, nine years, eight or nine years. Been on staff for seven of those years. Um, Currently, my wife and I host a Bible study group that we've been hosting for four or five years. Uh, And that brings a lot of joy to our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great group. Really tight-knit. Absolutely. Great. And our other guest on today's podcast is Chris Devereaux. Hello. Yeah, I'm Chris. uh, Kind of a regular on the podcast now. I'm the director of uh, worship technology, and uh, you can see me on Sundays in the booth. Let's start by reading uh, today's devotional. Um, We're going to start with a scripture from 1 Peter 2, verses 9 through 10. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Pastor David goes on and says, a few days ago, 11 of the staff members of our church were at Camp Potosi for a staff retreat. Upon arrival, it was very evident that for some of the members of the staff, Camp Potosi is like a second home. Simply by being there, an inner peace was evident. And those who have that inner peace while being at camp were not as quick to leave at the end of the retreat. Camp Potosi is a happy place for them, a place that gives them inner peace. So Sean, is there a place you go that gives you a sense of inner peace? So, yeah, so my family and I, we, um, we've got two places that we go. Um, regularly, we go to the ocean, um, spend a lot of time there next to the water, just breathing in that fresh air. And then our special place for us that really, you know, really connects us with each other and, and connects us with God as well is uh, Lake Tahoe. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Is, do you have a uh, happy place? You know, both of those are great, Sean, and uh, mine are really um, outside as well. Um, I really like national parks and specifically new places that I've never been to. But, uh, you know, the beauty in the United States specifically is just amazing to me. And so I always encourage people to get out in nature. Yeah, mine, mine's the beach as well. Um, there is a little beach that is not f- uh, fit for swimming in Northern California and in Inverness, California. I don't know if you know California no. at all. But it is not, um, it's not for swimming. It's not safe to swim there. Okay. So my husband and I go up there. We rent like a little cabin 
kind of thing. And we just go there and sit on the beach all day. Yeah. And there's no swimming, so there's a very few. There's some people that walk through during the day, but it's really not the kind of place where a lot of people go. It's out of the way, and and so we really pretty much have the place to ourselves most of the time. And we just we'll even take a nap, you know, right there on the beach, and just that's the best. It's yeah, the best. Absolutely. It's so great. I just love it there. The last time we went. Um, it was during whale migration season, and we could see the spouts oh, that's coming amazing. out. Yeah, it was really cool. You could see it from the beach. <laughs> from the beach. From the beach. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when asked, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said all the law can be summarized with these words. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And like that, love your neighbor as yourself. As Christians, we get it. We understand that the Christian life is one of loving God and loving people. We get it. Even so, it's easy to miss in these words the importance of loving ourselves too. Love your neighbor as yourself. The love Jesus is talking about is agape love, a love that is unconditional and always seeks well-being. Agape love always shows itself in action. Love is as love does. So what are ways you care for yourself and your own well-being? For Pastor David, it's simple. He maintains a healthy diet, so he'll feel well. He spends time getting his hands dirty in the garden. That's one of his happy places. And he spends time almost every day in silence, listening to his life and for the still small voice of God who loves him and values his life. So Chris, what are ways you care for yourself and for your own well-being? I think it's it's definitely important to take time for yourself. Um, you know, this day and age, it's real easy to say yes to to everybody and anything, um, but really evaluating, you know, what what you need personally in your in your life um, can bring you some peace. Um, I I do like you know David saying. Uh, that, he's, that he eats well. I think that's important too to consider, you know, uh, make sure that you are fueling your body with the things that'll, uh, you know, keep you, keep your, your mental state uh, steady and acute as well as, um, you know, your emotional state um, because you can, you know, I, I find when I get uh, a little bit hangry, you know, that's not my best self. So mm-hmm. making sure that that, um, that doesn't go by the wayside to work or other stuff that you need. Yeah. 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 Sean, how do you care for yourself? So I want to take a step back for a second. Sure. Because, you know, the greatest commandment, those verses, those are my some of my all-time favorite verses. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier that we've been hosting, you know, the community group mm-hmm. for a long time. And and our group has a, we meet regularly. We meet every other Tuesday, and it's been going on for such a long time. And there's not a, a, a meeting that goes by that this verse is not brought up. Mm. Um, I think because it, it's so foundational, yeah, it's so easy to forget, to pass over, to worry about all the other stuff in the Bible, you know, and if we come back to this, I mean, Jesus he said to himself, you know, the greatest commandment is to love your God, but the second one's right there, it's to love your neighbor, and I think we forget that often. Mm-hmm. And do you guys talk, when you talk about it, do you, t- do you talk about loving your neighbor as yourself, or do you just talk about loving your neighbor? Just loving your neighbors. I mean, yeah. we talk about loving, you know, as yourself and what mm-hmm. that means, but, you know, just the way really 
we treat other people, mm -hmm. you know, and how, how, um, how that plays out in our life. And that's why I love this current community group because it's really all about that. And it fits in so well with what, you know, I feel like this group has, has been talking about for such a long time. Yeah, it's like a heightened version of what you've already been establishing. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Dig a little deeper into it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for those who don't know, our current community groups are uh, talking about Everybody Always by Bob Goff. And um, it talks really heavily about um, the blast radius of your love. <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> and, um, and loving others and, and telling them of their worth and so forth. So it's, been, it's been quite a That's blessing. A great... But to answer your question, you know, this is something I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, how to care for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll tell you, I think it's hard um, you know, being a parent of young kids because you're constantly on the move. It's hard to carve out those times for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think really for your mental health, that's important. Um, mm -hmm. And really, like Pastor said in the sermon, you have to care for yourself to, to help you care for others, to love others. So for me, um, I love playing music, you know, playing mm -hmm. the guitar, playing the piano, um, spending those quiet times, just doing something creative that really helps me just tune out the rest, mm -hmm. you know, and really focus on, on myself. Yeah, creativity does that, and, and it really is, sets you up for uh, some good self-reflection. It's, it's almost like half of your brain is being occupied, and you can kind of work out other stuff with the other half or something. Yeah. 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 What about you? I, well, I, when, I, when my kids were little, I, I needed more alone time than I do now. Um, you know, little kids are really labor intensive and, and it, you know, it's easy to get emotional with them. And, but now I have to, I love to be more intentional about spending time with my adult kids. So, you know, I'll come up with goofy family day stuff or movie nights or something where we call it forced family fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to show up. Yeah. And so, do they have fun? <laughs> well, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but caring for my body, I, I make sure I drink a lot of water. Um, and it's important I, out here. Yeah. And I am, um, I've been in remission from cancer for about, well, over a year. But I still have lots of tests. I still have lots of doctor's appointments. I still have, you know, uh, medications. There's, there's follow-up, you know, to that that I'm still working out. And hopefully, you know, that won't be the case always. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good about making all those appointments and tests and stuff. So agape love and the commitment to our own well-being brings about an inner peace. This peace is a sense of contentment with our lives, with who we are as children of God, and with how and where it is that God is leading us. Of course, the world in which we live can tear away at our sense of inner peace. We know that's true because when we experience inner peace, we are slow to want to leave. What are the kinds of things that tear away at inner peace in your life? This is a good question. What, Sean, what tears away at your inner peace? You know, like I said, I think just constantly being preoccupied with things to do, places to go, and you know, your, your schedule gets filled up pretty quickly these days, I feel like, and, um, and just not taking the time to spend alone. I think that's important, or spend, you know, with my wife. Mm -hmm. For sure, yeah. for sure. I, um, 
I'm at my most comfortable when I'm with my husband. I don't know why that would be other than, you know, we've been together since we were kids. So, you know, maybe that's just, it's just a product of longevity, but I'm, I always feel a little uncomfortable when he's not around. I don't know why. It's weird. Well, I think it's a testament to your guys' relationship, right, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. It's probably that's true. more with how yeah. you've worked with that relationship over those years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, well, I think because we were kids together, we've kind of grown up, and right. that's who we are is together. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I know, yeah. Um, so, Chris, uh, what, what kinds of things tear away at the inner peace of your life? Definitely stress. You know, I'm one that... Um, that is more affected by stress than, um, than I think I realized at one point. Um, and now I can kind of see how it affects, you know, the outer portion of me and how I interact with people. Mm -hmm. So keeping that, you know, in line really can, um, can help me foster other relationships as opposed to, you know, after the fact being, you know, Oh man, I really shouldn't have said that or didn't didn't act that way that I should have. And so, Uh, being more mindful Mm -hmm. um, is really important to me and keeping that stress level out and dealing with it rather than, you know, um, maybe just letting it fester, Um, talking to people about it. You know, I I grew up in a way that I would kind of keep everything in and um, I try not to do that now. I try to confide in people and um, really try to talk those things out. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you deal with the stress when you're when you're feeling stressed? Do you you know, make sure you're eating well, do you, are you exercising? Yeah. I mean, how do you deal with that? Well, I think part of it is preparation for me. Um, if I'm well prepared, then I'm, I know that there's a level that even if something goes terribly wrong, um, that, you know, I did my best to, (laughs) to keep it in line and anything past that, um, it's easier to kind of let go as not controllable. Mm. So definitely keeping well prepared, um, eating well, mm-hmm. sleeping well. Um, I've, I've always been an eight hour sleeper for sure. Mm-hmm. Very, very important to me. So, yeah. yeah. Same, same here. I think lack of sleep mm-hmm. tears yeah. away at, at my sense of inner peace and then conflict with anyone. Absolutely. Just it tears me up. Absolutely. I can't stand it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I, if I have a bad interaction with people, which, you know, does happen, I'm not of course, uh, I'm certainly yeah. fallible. You know, if you have a bad interaction with somebody, uh, an argument or just not even seeing eye to eye, it can just, you know, continue to fester throughout the day. And yeah, so definitely dealing with those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll rob you of your inner peace too. Absolutely. Yeah. So in first Peter two chapters nine and 10, Peter reminds us of how life can make us feel like nobodies. It is part of living in a fallen world. People don't always act lovingly toward one another, and often we are made to feel as though our lives aren't that important. The messages of this world can tear away at our sense of well-being and being at peace within our own skin. Poor self-esteem, self-loathing, the inability to forgive ourselves or things we regret, and not feeling good about ourselves result. When you don't feel good about yourself, what helps you overcome the restlessness within? Yeah. For, for me, it's definitely confiding in people, yeah. talking, talking talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. Because oftentimes I'm either overestimating a situation and someone can kind of talk me down from that. Right. Or 
can give me a perspective that then I, I maybe identify with somebody who I was, you know, who, mm-hmm. who an argument had or whatnot, whatever the situation might be. Um, but, but being able to have those people, those sounding boards, um, you know, friendships, relationships right. that can, that can, um, yeah, that's what, that's what I would say. Yeah. Talking, yeah. talking it out. Right. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think, you know, for me, definitely, you know, to echo exactly what you said, talking to my wife, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, being in conversation with her about, you know, how I feel about, you know, especially about myself. And so she helps me work through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So when you don't feel good about yourself, would you describe it as a restlessness within? Is that a, is that an apt description? I never thought about it that way. I know it's kind of it's kind of a turn of words, yeah. turn of phrase, right? Yeah, Absolutely. I would I would say that I agree with that. Um, yeah, restlessness would be a good way to describe it. You know, a lot of people can feel down on themselves. It's a pretty common thing. Um, and when I feel down on myself, it's always how can I improve or what did I do wrong? So restlessness in that sense does describe it, um, mm-hmm. for, for kind of an emotion that you might, that I might feel, um, because it is a struggle. I mean, you, you, you want to feel good with about yourself all the time, but you're probably going to do something that disappoints you or, right. or maybe see that somebody else, you know, uh, that you've disappointed somebody else. But right. so if you don't feel good about yourself, I think, I think one of the things that, um, that I do, um, is I volunteer, um, or I'll, um, like if I have a sick friend, I'll take them some soup or I'll, you know, do a little extra here at church to, to bless somebody else. Um, and, and I have found, um, in the last few months that when I don't feel good about myself, it helps me to stretch myself, to step outside of my comfort zone and just try something that I might not be 100% comfortable with. Um, and that helps me to, you know, I think recognize that I may be a little bit more courageous than I think, that when I don't feel good about myself, it may be a signal that I've sp- I'm spending time on the wrong things. Right. So I need to, I need to reevaluate and spend time on what is not just urgent, but what's important. So if it's important for me to spend my time on it, I've got to make sure that I'm spending time. <laughs> it's easy to run around putting out fires all day. So, you know, looking at the, uh, really the premise of the question is, you know, what, what inside of you makes you not feel good about yourself? And, you know, we have all these external things that make us not feel good about ourselves. But, you know, I think sometimes, at least for me, I struggle more with those internal things, mm-hmm. you know, those internal self-doubts and, um, you know, just those, those, the, the voices in my head, does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and really, you know, fighting that the self-doubt or the self-worth, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes when I get in those, those places, um, I, I find moments of silence really actually helps, you know, to be able to just to concentrate, um, on yourself, you know, just those, deep breaths like meditation and, mm-hmm. and um you know pastor dave talked about it here where, where you know he finds peace and silence um and that can really help you know bring you back to center I yeah find. yeah definitely and and when i'm feeling really troubled um i like to um just randomly open 
the Bible. And, um, you know, more often than not, something really hits. And I feel better. Um, So I think reading scripture um, helps me to kind of recenter, refocus. Absolutely. So for my wife, you know, she has this uh, daily habit of reading a devotional, um, you know, and then she'll go uh, into into prayer. She'll sit there and pray and with her devotional work through, you know, whatever that scripture is that day. And that really helps center her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great practice. It, it is. is a great practice. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That, that, I think that would definitely some prayer overcomes the restlessness within for sure. Yeah. Also, I think surrounding yourself with uh, people who appreciate you and you know good people that are that are willing to acknowledge you um you know when when i was feeling a little bit down this past week and i got a text from chalmer just thanking you know chalmer from church uh, just asking or just uh, thanking me uh for for uh, my work with the band and um you know really it wasn't something that was big to him probably um but it was um, really nice to get that text message Mm -hmm. so and unexpected so yeah yeah yeah. It, it i i wrote that down as a note for myself too, Chris, and, and talking to people who have your best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes not, not everybody has your best interests at heart. You know, people have their own agenda or they want something from you or they are waiting for you to do something, but you, sometimes you just need to get away from that and just spend, you know, some time with someone who's really a fan of yours <laughs> right right yeah, it, yeah you gotta have those <laughs> yeah because sometimes you're not going to be the mo- the biggest fan of yourself you know even though you 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 know you should be your biggest cheerleader um but having those that can kind of pick you up every once in a while too yeah absolutely yeah i agree well first peter reminds us that we are more than our worst moments and we are more than our insecurities deep within us at the very core of our being we are somebody because we are children of god In other words, we are loved by God, forgiven by God, and called by God to be love in this world. You are a beloved child of God. While we may know this simple biblical truth and may say it about the lives of others, sometimes it can be hard to embrace this truth about ourselves. Are there practices or things you do that help remind you of who you are? When you think about who you are, do you think of yourself in the way First Peter describes? Chosen by God, like royalty to God, a holy person, somebody loved and able to proclaim what God has done for us. You know, at the root of this question is, is who you are as a person. And, you know, I, I wonder how many of us actually spend the time to, to answer that mm. or to think about it. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? You know, Pastor, um, as memorial services, you know, he always does this naming yeah. portion, and he names some people as a, as a father and a brother and a friend, you know, um, a confidant, all these all these great adjectives, and uh, and those are great, but does that really get to the core of who you are as a person? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're all of those things. You're some of all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that this. A phrase from first peter you know chosen by god royalty to god a holy person that's not the default picture that i have for myself so i don't i don't jump out of bed and go hey, I'm a child again. you know I, it, I i 
in Pastor David's sermon on Sunday, he said, one of the tips for realizing your worth is to name it in other people. Oh. So if you tell other people that you're a beloved child of God, beautiful to behold, some of that, if you do that often enough, is going, you're going to internalize that and mm-hmm. you're going to realize it for yourself. So um, I, I have been consciously making a decision to do that for other people. Um, I've been doing it a lot in our social media. I run, I run some of our social media here and, and we've been, it's easy to do when the sermon series kind of revolves around that. It's easy to speak that into people's lives um, through social media, but certainly not my default of myself. Right. Realities we all live with include times in life when inner peace is fleeting at best, maybe even nowhere to be found. In a world like ours, with all the problems that confront us, it is easy to forget who we are. What are things we can do to help each other remember we are beloved children of God? Chris, what, what are things you can do to help somebody remember that? Well, you know, for instance, that text message that Chalmer, you know, sent me, um, he wasn't specifically saying those words, but he was saying that, you know, that you're appreciated, that you're loved within the group, um, that, you know, and accepting of me. And so without saying those words specifically was, you know, able to kind of embody that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just, re- you know, reaching out to your loved ones and, and, you know, hopefully they would reach out to you as well. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, you have any ideas on how we can help people remember that they're beloved children of God? I think you said it, Anne. Just remind people that. Tell them that. I mean, you know? Go out of your way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So call. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Go to somebody and say you're a you know beautiful child of God. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have family, you know, long distance. And, you know, I'm assuming both of you do too. And maybe I could... Maybe I could call someone and just, I don't know, it's some, they may not understand those words, so maybe I could just be encouraging, like you were saying, Chris, or, you know, just call up and encourage somebody. And again, I think volunteering is speaking those words into someone's life without right. speaking them. Definitely. So if I take some of my time, which is a precious resource, and I spend right. it, on volunteering, you know, and spending spending my time helping someone else, that certainly would help to give them a sense of value. So, for those listening, how do we how do we volunteer? Is there a place we can go to find those opportunities? Oh man, there are just everywhere. You know, this church does a great job with the homeless and the f- people who are food insecure. Right. Um, we have ministries within the church, like um, our children's ministry, our youth ministry, helping helping those people realize that they're beloved children of God. And, and the website, it really is a good resource mm-hmm. um, to kind of explore ways that you can speak this right. into somebody else's life. Join a community group like yours, Sean. Um, you know, you guys are speaking this truth to each other, you know, almost every time you, you meet. So right. having some, some Christian friends that will speak that into your life. Yeah. It's a real blessing. Yeah. I think that the fellowship that the community group brings really helps reinforce that um, we are beloved 
children of God. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, donate in your time. Um, the food, di- food distributions on Saturdays, yeah. uh, twice a month we give out the food and you can donate your time there. And there's lots of ways. Lots. Yeah. Lots. All right. So Pastor David encourages us to give that a try today. So, so, so bringing that forward to today and trying to uh, tell somebody that they are a beloved child of God. So Pastor David wraps up by saying, God bless you and stay well. Thank you for spending our t- your time with us. Uh, don't forget to let us know your thoughts and your stories of how God is working in your life. I want to thank Chris and I want to thank, thank you. Sean. Thank you, you. I, I appreciate you donating your time to the podcast today and speaking some value into our lives. I appreciate that. If you are watching the video of this podcast, you know that the audio version is available to you through SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. You can find our devotional and text format um, on our website, desertspringchurch.com. And let's go ahead and just say a quick prayer in closing. Thank you, loving God, for helping us to love others and we need help remembering to love ourselves we need help remembering healthy practices and spending time concentrating on your words for us please help us to speak truth and love into other people's lives today thank you for the people who are listening to these words. We appreciate them spending their time with us today. In Jesus' name, amen.